podcast is brought to you as a joint initiative between Anubhav, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, and Media for Community Foundation. Producers, Kowai Vani, Kowai Care Retirement Communities. If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our Elder Helpline 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat, 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Hello friends, this is Malati Jayakumar from Kovaiwani to tell you the rest of the story, Twilight Years, where an 85-year-old man sets off to overcome his fear of death. It was a very, very long time since he had ventured out at all and he felt like a bird set free. Gazing out of the horse cart, he found the bus stand was teeming with people, the air full of their voices and odours. The queue was long and a young man near the front gate gave him his place voluntarily as soon as he saw the old man peering at the signboards around him. Buying the ticket was a more difficult task. He had small change and the man at the counter was impatient and bad-tempered. He muttered something about old daughters who had no business moving about unescorted and caused, causing inconvenience to others. When he did not get the right amount of money, his hands trembled. The coins scattered around on the grimy floor and there were chuckling noises and smiles, some deprecatory, some amused from people behind him. Again, it was the same young man who immediately came to his side to help him pick up the coins. The bus ride, however, made up for all the embarrassment. He had a window seat and he watched alternately the medley of people inside and the rushing scenery outside. Some scrambled for seats and fought loudly over them. Friends separated over a sea of heads, shouted to one another, carrying on a conversation as if they had been sitting next to each other. An infant clambered onto his mother's lap, pulled a sari aside and drank his fill. A few old women dozed, others chewed pan and spat out the red juice through the window with amazing and unerring aim. The young man who had helped him sat next to him, talking endlessly with all the people around him. He seemed to be bursting with energy and goodwill. There was an aura of happiness around the man, happiness so intense that it struck a vague chord of fear in the old man, a fear that he could not quell, a fear that nagged his aging mind. The old man had a sudden fleeting conviction that the little world of people in the bus hurtling across the dusty road was in itself the essence of life. Each little gesture, each word spoken was was a part of life, a life that for him could end any moment, any day. What happened after death? It was such a common occurrence. So many people were dying every moment all over the world from time immemorial and yet no one had a clue. Some wanted death, some waited for death. 
even welcomed it as an escape from the da- from the hostile life on earth but death never comes at our beckoning it comes quickly and unexpectedly snatching up some young lives but lets the old or the very sick linger on in a private hell as the bus climbed up towards otakamand the very air seemed different thick pine trees with moss trappings sloping tea estates terraced gardens deep ravines and small brooks trickling over stones and rocks to form miniature waterfalls cascading down gracefully all these sights soothed his eyes and soul for the first time he noticed that nature's green could be a multiple different shades there was the dark almost black green of the old thick leaves the light green of new leaves shooting forth the bright parrot green of fresh green grass the soft green of the meadows and the wild glistening green and the fading green tinged with yellow happen hairpin bends came fast one upon another and the bus climbed slowly up the mountain side the people inside swayed with the motion and some people and women were violently sick the bus drew up for a brief halt and people got out stretching their stiff limbs and gulping in the fresh cold air some strolled about and gulped or admiring the scenery while others too sick to notice the beauty around sat down on rocks and shoulders on one side there was a sheer drop of about 150 feet or more that made one's head spin just to look down the old man had a funny feeling in his stomach every time he looked down and he would turn his eyes away very quickly but in a few moments he would be tempted to look at it again at a little distance there were rough rocks trees and bushes stretching above the abyss and right on the top was a cluster of flat rocks the young man and some other passengers strolled over to the rocks laughing and joking a few climbed up a few rocks and jumped down on the road all of a sudden the young man started clambering over the rocks with the agility of a mountain goat voices cried out to him to stop but he paid no heed within 10 minutes he was right on top of the cluster of rocks his figure dwarfed by the sky and the magnificent landscape around him the driver had already got into the bus and had been blowing the horn for the yap passengers to get in but they all stood mesmerized gazing upward as the youth reached the summit spontaneous applause broke out the applause died down but the youth was in no hurry to come down turning around and gazing at the scenery there was almost an unreal quality about the scene the figure poised on the peak the crowd now tense and silent the figure raised a hand in acknowledgement and right before the dazed sight of so many eyes the young man stretched out his arms and dived gracefully off the rock as if the yawning abyss were a calm swimming pool women screamed and turned their heads away covering their eyes with their hands men ran to the edge as to see what they could while some stood still or too shocked 
and numbed to move. A man in the full flush of youth, seemingly merry and happy with the world, had eagerly embraced death. To the old man who still clung tenaciously to life, this wanton and voluntary destruction came as a painful jolt. The hush of tragic death fell like a mantle over the crowd. They stood around helpless. The driver of the bus was quite annoyed. His whole schedule had been upset. If some fool had to commit suicide, he should have chosen his own time and space, not cause so much inconvenience to everyone. Now they would have to wait for the police to arrive. It was almost a full two hours before the policeman arrived. Statements recorded and formalities completed. Arrangements were done to retrieve the body. And when the bus finally resumed its journey, the old man sat half listening to the various theories about the suicide. An incurable and painful disease? Maybe a broken heart or a betrayal? Whatever the reason may be, the old man envied the youth's courage, his ability to choose the moment and the method of his death. He thought of the body dashed against the rocks, the limbs spread over the earth, his blood seeping into the ground. The man's body was now part of the earth and his soul part of the universe. Although he had never admitted it to himself, he had all along feared death feared the end and feared the darkness. He did not want to die for he feared the oblivion this would close over him. His insignificance frightened him. He was nothing and after him there would be nothing. He might just as well not have been alive at all. He was just a dot on the vast horizon of humanity. But then he thought that he was nothing. Then this life that he thought was everything was nothing too. The next four days were most meaningful days of his life. The old man saw everything with different eyes. Nature seeped deep into his soul, and at last he knew peace. He grew old, and to die was as natural as it was for a flower to bloom and then wilt and fade. After witnessing the suicide and after four days of sitting under the trees, communing with nature, walking among the flowers, watching the sunrise and sunset, hypnotized by the shimmering of diamond ripples on the waters of the lake, he could feel eternity. Nothing could end completely. What seemed the end actually could be a beginning. For the first time he forgot to think of himself or his fear and his near and dear ones. Perhaps death was now the beginning, the awakening to something new and vital. He thought of life to which one clings so passionately, for which one strives so mercilessly, often sacrificing laughter, comfort, love, and many simple pleasures. This life that one deemed so precious was actually only a moment of eternity, a drop in the ocean, a grain of sand on a vast seashore. Basking in the sun, watching a few stray showers, he felt he was learning a vital truth. As he thought of nature, its changing fair facets, its beauty, its bounty, its cruelty, its ferocity, 
he felt he was on the brink of a great revelation, a revelation that would show him the true value of life on earth. It was an awesome feeling, so intense, so vivid and so real that he staggered under the weight of, of its enormity. He began to take pleasure in each day, each hour and each minute. On the trip back home on the fifth day, he was a changed man. He was serene, no more frightened by the thought of death or oblivion. He ceased to think of the tomorrow, taking pleasure in the present instead. As he neared the house, his first person he saw was Parvati. She greeted him with a soft smile and with a slight start of surprise. He realized that Parvati had always known what he had just learnt. It had taken him five days of solitude, meditation and deep thinking, a heart-rending suicide and the beauty of nature to teach him the true value of life, its transience and its turbulence. It had taken him a long time to accept the insignificance of man and the serenity in eternity, while Parvati had acquired all her knowledge, sitting at home and playing with the grandchildren. Then, like a storm breaking, his son, daughter-in-law and grandchildren crowded around him. In Sundar, the anxiety and the relief of his father's homecoming erupted not in joy but in anger, which poured forth in a stream from his lips. You don't care for anybody. You do not pause to think of the suffering you cause to others. You have no sense of responsibility at all. Do you even realize the hell we had through while you were away? The old man smiled faintly to himself. He's so angry, so full of life, he thought. He does not realize how fleeting all this can be. One day he will be as old as I am, perhaps weaker, and he will be frightened too. As this thought came into his head, the old man felt very protective. The angry voice of his son went unheeded and unheard. He put his arm on his son's shoulder and leaned against him in an unprecedented demonstration of his love and trust. The son, who had vented his anger, looked strangely at the serene old man. There was a subtle difference about him. His smile and his eyes, confused and baffled, he put an arm around him, not knowing how to handle his father. The old man looked at Parvati. She smiled. கம்யூனிட்டிஸ் நீங்கள் ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர் லைன் ஹெல்ப் லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு இல் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதி அளிக்கிறோம் மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை That's all for today folks. Be safe.
fight COVID with two vaccinations. Wear a mask when you go out. Keep safe distance. Observe proper hygiene. We must win. We will win. Thank you.